God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you making me better. Hi everyone, welcome to Marriage at Golgotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. Today you're listening to Felicia and Wayne. What's going on everyone? Yeah, welcome to our fourth episode uh, of Marriage at Golgotha. Yeah. Yes, we're excited, we're excited, definitely excited about today's topic. Got some really good stuff here for you. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're joining us for the first time on today, definitely want to invite you to go back and catch the last three episodes that we did. I'm sure you'll get some really good nuggets out of there. Oh yeah, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, today we want to be we're going to be discussing uh, some of the false precepts of marriage. Right. And a precept is basically a rule or direction that's supposed to dictate the way you act or behave. So it's a little more weighty than like a a little kid rule that say. When your parents tell you to eat your vegetables it's a little more serious than that it's actually something it's tied to religion in a lot of ways it's basically seen more as a commandment than anything else so gotcha and some of the precepts that we see today um can be um cultural um some of them are based off of tradition right. um certain time periods maybe yeah. family dynamics mm -hmm. um even mainstream media or um propaganda yeah so yeah. One of the first false precepts that we want to look at. Um, Why are you smiling? Because <laughs> this is a funny one. Okay. Uh, so the first one again um, is a healthy marriages do not have arguments. Oh, that's so false. Yeah, healthy marriages do not have arguments. Oh my gosh, that is false. And I know that's false because I'm of the belief that you and I have a healthy marriage, honey. Okay. And frankly, you get on my nerves sometimes. I know I do. Yeah. I'm glad you know that. I do. You know, we don't have to have another conversation to get you to admit that. So that's cool. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's, I, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't feel that our marriage is genuine if we agreed on every single thing. That's, that's, to me, that's not the definition of a healthy marriage. A healthy relationship, one of the things that I believe defines it is how you deal with conflict. You know, it's how you deal with conflict, how you actually get to the point to where you can understand the other person's perspective, even though it's different from your own. Mm -hmm. That, I think, really solidifies how healthy of a marriage you have. If, if y'all are just basically trying to sweep under the rug any disagreements that you have, I don't see it as healthy because neither one of the persons that was involved in a relationship, their perspective isn't being seen correctly. And so you're not really doing a whole lot to further getting to know each other if you're just settling on what you agree on and not pushing further i mean like okay well so what if you have a married couple that just argue every single day like when you wake up there's an argument um mm -hmm. you on your way to work and just like uh, <laughs> i don't want to have to deal with him i don't want to have to go back home to her right. blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> But it's just, it seems like it's never ending. It seems like there's yeah. always an argument right. going on. So is is that still a healthy marriage? No, or? <laughs> no I, I, I wouldn't call that healthy either. Um, that would be unhealthy because it falls into like either of the extremes. Like, and that, that's the way I see it. Like 
a healthy marriage is has a balance. You know, you don't want to fall into the extreme of never having any kind of disagreement, but at the same time, you don't want to be so against each other that you know all you do is argue. That that's never good either. So okay, well, I w- I was just thinking, um, you know, when you first get married, you know, you try not, you try, you know, to do the best you can to avoid an argument. Yeah, it's like okay, I'll make this sacrifice and I'll let him win. You know, <laughs> I'll give in. But as you start to get further into it, and I guess it would depend on the um, the individual too as well. That's now, true. for me, I like to win arguments. Yes, you know, because I'm yes. a great debater. But oh <laughs> again, you know, I guess it would depend on the individual. But sometimes I think when you, when you first married, you kind of put that best foot forward. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you'll you know, lighten up a bit and say, okay, I'll sacrifice this one. But then when you really get into it, you know, yeah. as time further, you know, moves along, it's like, okay, you know, this is the way that I think it should be. Yeah, that's that point this is the way old. I want it. And so you, the arguments, you know, you, you tend to have more mm-hmm. of them or, you know, and I guess we can define exactly, you know, what you would consider an argument because, to me, arguments are good. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a form of communication. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you yeah. know, and if you're just, you know, no, no, I'm just going to let him have, you know, his way or let her have her way. I'm not going to say anything. I think you're shutting down that Absolutely. communication. Yeah. I agree. So and then, of course, further problems will start to, you know, develop and occur. Yeah, because you're, you're not really dealing with the issue. And I think, you, like yeah. you said... And you're not being honest. Yeah. And you're not being um, truthful. Right. So I think, you know, arguments are great. Yeah, they are. You know, for marriage now, when plates and dishes and, you know, knives yeah. and forks and <laughs> other things start, you know, lamps or whatever, like start to get yeah. thrown, then, hey... Right. Well, let's draw the line. Exactly. But, okay, I'm really needing to talk to you, and we're going to have this conversation right now. Exactly. You know, I'm going to get it out. You're going to get it out. Yeah. You know, and the arguments can't be, it can't just be one-sided. You have to give the other person an opportunity to speak because, again, it is a form of communication. Yeah, and, it's, and so. it's, it's involving two people. And, I mean, like you said, you have to define what an argument is. An argument is not one person getting a turn to yell and then another person getting a turn to yell i mean you're not really presenting arguments then it, it's it's more so you just basically taking turns at you know monologue it's not a dialogue where both parties are communicating and getting to the point to where they understand the other perspective and like you know with me and fee you know we're we're so stubborn that we'll continue to go at it you know to a certain degree until we finally really understand what the other person is saying and at that point you know it's it's all good for us yeah and then or we start laughing and realize how yeah. stupid the argument was that's true but but either way I, I love or it. you realize how right i actually was anyway <laughs> uh you, you'll get to a point though in your marriage where you kind of have your own rules of engagement and so you'll kind of know you know at what point to kind of dial back and say all right we might need to kind of take a step back or you, you you'll find your own level of comfort as far as your arguments are concerned you'll know what not to say what to say you know your tone of voice and that kind of stuff so you have to find that comfort level for for you know each individual marriage so yeah and yeah. um like we said earlier some precepts come from culture some are based yeah. on orange traditions and family dynamics so 
if you grew up in a home where um, you may have had um, a mother where the, where the wife basically was the one that was you know really really opinionated or mm-hmm. was the one that always presented the argument right. and the um, husband or your dad might have just been kind of like laid back and just you know taking it in that's or true. that's, that's just you know make mom happy or <laughs> 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 you know we don't want to upset her because uh-huh. this is you know she's the one that's kind of taking care of things yeah. happy wife inside happy the life. home yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and then it may be vice versa where um, it was, you know, whatever dad said is mm-hmm. what went. Mom didn't say anything. You know, the wife is just, you know, really submissive. And I'm not going to, you know, voice my opinion, either, even if I think it should be this way. Right. You know, right. so it. I think it just depends on how um, you you grew up. Yeah. But I for me, um my mom was you know again a single parent for a very long period of time after my dad passed um but for the time period that i do remember um living with my dad um i can remember him being the one where what dad said is kind of what, what was going to happen pretty much you know what i'm yeah. saying <laughs> so <laughs> don't do anything um too upset and and you know i think i probably took up some of his personality traits yeah. that explains <laughs> you know. a whole lot i appreciate the clarity there okay yeah. so we're taking this to a whole nother level but anyway <laughs> sorry man <laughs> <laughs> but again um looking at mainstream media today mm-hmm. and you know some of the things that we see i think women definitely now in 2017 have more of a voice oh yeah um so wives have more of a voice um in the home yeah and And rightfully so yeah yeah yeah. and so we're definitely speaking out more Mm -hmm. um but to say that if you have an argument um you know that your marriage is not healthy i think that's definitely a false precept because a marriage without arguments is like okay this is a silent marriage and there's probably some hidden issues some things that haven't been uncovered yet that haven't come to the surface so definitely and you know when i kind of think of it in terms of um physically if you if you think about your your body Mm -hmm. you know your body will signal you um when you know you're not healthy you know what i'm saying if you're you're getting a cold you know your body will start to let you know you'll feel the headache and you'll start to see some of those symptoms and that's an opportunity for you to say hey i need to do something about this let me grab some medicine off the shelf let me go to the doctor and i think you have to look at it um look at marriage in that perspective as well that's true you know this individual is communicating with me and they're telling me hey you know there's something wrong right. i don't like the way we're doing this you know they're letting you know instead of being silent yeah. and not getting any treatment exactly. you know so that's the way we have to look at it in marriage is that you know hey we might have to have an argument exactly. you know what i'm saying but we're gonna both allow mm-hmm. our voices to be heard and we're gonna do something about it yeah, you know because it would be in the best interest of both of us if we didn't ignore the symptom you know otherwise it could go untreated and you know how wounds and all that kind of stuff you know how they fester and get infected that they go untreated so yeah yeah I, so, I, I, so I like if, that analogy baby. yeah if you're arguing with your spouse 
on a regular basis don't panic right i guess right um you know definitely if the arguments kind of get out of control you might want to take a break take a pause yeah maybe go get some counseling come back. or something like yeah. that yeah mediator is mm-hmm. definitely good um but definitely continue to you know to communicate yeah and not to say that your marriage isn't healthy if you're not having an argument right, every right, day. Right. We're not saying that. Yeah, stay away from the extremes, though, like <laughs> you said. Just just find some balance because yeah. you don't want to be too argumentative and you don't want to have no arguments at all. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, nobody wants to argue every single day, I'm right. sure. So. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So the next topic we have is uh, having children mm-hmm. solidifies or validates a marriage true or false Ooh, this is gonna be interesting so it's false and we're going to explain why for those of you that are panicking <laughs> <laughs> having children solidifies or validates a marriage right okay well um this is definitely one i can probably touch on um, yeah i think we both can to yeah. a certain degree most a lot of people that are listening i'm sure have some knowledge of the bible you may not be a christian that's fine but i'm sure you know that the bible talks about how much children are a blessing and you know there's a psalm that says you know blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them uh you go back to the beginning you know god made adam and eve said be fruitful multiply so we're not denying that children are a blessing but to say that a successful marriage has to include children is a false precept are children to be desired and you know to be wanted of course they are they are a blessing and we shouldn't see them as a, a, an inconvenience or a hindrance to you know happiness in a marriage but at the same time you have to keep in mind there are some couples that can't have children yes you yeah. know and and to make them feel as if they're less than any marriage that might have children is is i don't think that's fair and i really don't think that's biblical honestly so yeah so i definitely wanted um to talk about this particular false precept because i remember um when we first got married of course um we already already had a daughter right so um we went into um marriage already with um yeah instant family (laughs) yeah (laughs) instant family and um it was it was you know mm-hmm. really really good i thank god for the relationship that um you and Corey had oh, before yeah. we got married yeah. so um things definitely worked out but i can remember in particular um you know when after we got married and we would get approached by you know older couples definitely <laughs> you know saying hey well, when are you guys going to right have a child and right i don't even think we were married you know two or three months it was, like, yet. A few months, it was yeah. like okay let's let's make it happen mm-hmm. um you know and i even remember someone saying to me well you know he's gonna want his own child oh, and so that was just like uh i couldn't okay. stand that i know you couldn't i know, I know. you couldn't yeah. um but it was just always that nag yeah. of okay when are you gonna have kids when exactly. are you gonna have kids when are you gonna exactly. have more kids when are you gonna give him his own child or right. you know he wants a son and right. you know and it was like okay can we just enjoy being yeah. married yeah. or as to say that um our marriage was not going to be successful if we did not have exactly. um another child right. you know so that kind of stung a little bit um it did it did but it just really showed me that 
people already had in their mind, mm-hmm. you know, what our marriage was supposed to look like. Exactly. In spite of what we wanted, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, no, this is the way that it should be. Right. And um, we definitely had to deal with that and handle it pretty well. Yeah, um, I believe we did. You know, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> there's always, I think, going to be, again, the, the false precepts that we're looking at are based on culture and culture tradition traditions and things like that so you're always going to have you know those opinions out there yeah you know people saying okay well they're not married you know or they are married but they don't have you know this they don't have that it must be something wrong um things have to go in this particular order exactly you know so your marriage is not yeah (laughs) valid unless you have a child it's definitely a false precept because again like you pointed out there are couples um that may not be able to have children or they may not even desire you know um to have children and now looking at the biblical aspect it's not a mandate (laughs) yeah yeah um right you know that okay in order for you to get married you you need to have got to have you know um you have to have a child god obviously blesses yes you know your marriage you know as a result of children but Mm -hmm. to to say that you know or if i if i have a kid if we have kids that just solidifies our marriage more so than the vows that we took you know ultimately it's not kids that solidify and validate your marriage it's god in the Mm -hmm. long run i mean so you know you have to look at it from that perspective and i mean don't get me wrong now now we 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 are definitely pro-children i don't i don't want anybody to get the wrong idea because i know particularly in the society that we live in uh children are seen as an inconvenience and i believe that's totally wrong they are a blessing but we just have to be careful that we don't pressure couples that are getting married to just think you have to have kids in order for any of us to view your marriage as valid that that's not that's not good no and um i think it's important for us to be aware yeah um when we're making you know blanket statements and when we're talking about those particular topics yeah um wherever if you're in the workforce um whether it be in the church or Mm -hmm. wherever you may find yourself it's, it's just important to be aware of um, those different things because again there are some people who um, may want children and they can cannot have children or they may even be some that desire you know that don't desire to you know to have children they just may want to you know to enjoy being married Um, so it's it's definitely important that we we remember that awesome and the next False precept that we're going to look at is, I kind of like this one. You're smiling again. Husbands should make more money than the wife. Husbands should make more money than the wife. So, hunty, what do you think about (laughs) that? True or false? It's false. Okay. It's false. It's a given, right? It is. False precept. I mean, it's it's not a given to everybody, but yeah, Yeah. it's false. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to let you go first because you're the husband. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I'm, I'm not saying false as just a matter of my opinion, but I can speak to this issue from personal experience. So, I'm... 
I'm, I'm from the old school as far as, you know, a husband being able to provide financially for his family. I, I understand that. That's not old school. That's, that's biblical. You know what? That is biblical. You're right. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> See, that does. I got you, though. I got you. Got you. Me. you got me. I appreciate it. I know what you meant. So it, it is biblical for a man to provide financially for his family, but nowhere in the Bible does it say that the man is supposed to be making more money than his wife. Uh, and I know from personal experience because I make less money than my wife. My wife got her career started before I did. She's she's a a, a very effective, productive National Guards woman. Uh, I admire the work that she does, and yes, she makes more money than I do. Does that make me feel inferior to her? No, it doesn't. I, I I'll admit that I had ego issues, you know, early on in our marriage. It, it was particularly you know rough for me because, as everybody in the civilian sector knows, it's hard out there. <laughs> you know, so it's a revolving door and that kind of stuff and. You know, you have to constantly be on the lookout, you know, for different opportunities and stuff. So for a while, I was struggling to, you know, find a solid job. But when I did, you know, now I will say this, the majority of my money goes to bills. So I am providing financially for my for my family, but I'm not making them the, the most money. And OK, so let me ask you this quick question there. Um, so at what point um, did you get to because it took some time for you to get there it did. Um, at it did. what point did you get to the realization of you know what I don't have to necessarily make more money right than my wife and right. still be still be okay. the king priest and prophet of my home right well I mean God really had to help me understand what it really means to be a provider and I think you know a lot of men have made the mistake of thinking that being a provider is just exclusively financial there's a lot of stuff that we have to provide for our families beyond money. I mean, you know, emotional support, emotional stability, spiritual leadership, obviously, according to the Bible. Um, just being, you know, for my wife, I feel like giving her a shoulder to cry on and being someone that she can depend on to make, you know, decisions. Um, and just, just, just being spiritually, you know, being the head, you know, leading by example, uh, you know, being able to being in, you know, study of the word enough and being in prayer enough to where, you know, when she needs a prayer through, she can come to me and rely on me for that. You know, that kind of stuff is provision as well. It's it's not just money. And when God helped me to get to that place, I'm like, okay, all right, well, I'm still pushing. You know, I want I want to get to a point to where I'm making more money than my wife. Don't get me wrong. But it's not a necessity for me to feel that I'm the man. No, because, you know? I mean, I get all your money anyway. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I get <laughs> you know? all Wayne's money. Yeah. Give me all your money. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to lose it. All okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get it. So, seriously speaking, though, um, I definitely want to um, say to um, the wives um, out there that are probably making, that are, if you are making more money than your husband, um, I think in order to not become arrogant yeah. or... Um, just feeling like, you know what, um, my husband should be the one making more money than exactly. me yeah. or, you know, I'm the one that's carrying this load, yeah. so to speak yeah. or whatever. Talking condescendingly and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Things like that. In order to avoid that, you definitely have to change your perspective mm -hmm. of, um, how you view it. And for me, I know personally I had to. Um, and I thank God, God ultimately changed my perspective of it and showed me that 
I'm not the source. He's right, the source. Right. Um, my job is just a, a resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really you have to count it a blessing yeah. when you're able to provide um, for your for your family. Because um, I know for me, it was, I did in the beginning when we got married, it was like, okay, I was really excited about um, another income coming into the family because when you're young, I know for us, when we were first starting out, finances were really, really difficult, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for us and trying to make ends meet, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, we went through definitely some rough patches when it came to to finances, paying bills, right, um, right. you know, so it was it was really rough. And I did look at it as, oh, my God, I'm the one that's carrying the financial load. Right. Um, God, please bless him right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with some more money. Yeah. <laughs> but um, God really had to change my perspective about it. And he had to show me that he was the one Mm -hmm. um, that was allowing, you know, me to be able to um, make more, you know, of the income versus me just looking at it as as if I'm doing all the work. Right. Because ultimately the roles can be reversed. They can. You know, um, you know, I could lose my job at any point. Any of us can. Mm -hmm. And then you're having, of course, to depend solely on the other individual or any, anything could happen, you know, medically, right. um, whatever it may be. So we definitely have to change our perspective of, of how we look at it and just say that, you know what, it's a blessing for me to be able to make more, you know, bring home more money mm-hmm. than my than my spouse but ultimately it's our money exactly <laughs> you know it's exactly. not my money exactly. it's not my checkbook even though sometimes it is but <laughs> actually that's false too by the way because your money is your money and my money is your money so oh we weren't supposed to say that but again <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna be 100 cause you <laughs> <laughs> well i said i get all your money but uh, you know if you need some Lunch money. Soap, yeah. Uh, deodorant, wow. really? <laughs> haircut. I got you, babe. I got you. <laughs> but oh, okay. So again, um, seriously speaking, you know, wives. I'm admonishing all. Of <laughs> right after you just said what you said, yeah. Oh, admonish me. Yes, to remember that God is ultimately He is the source you know he's the one that's providing and i thank god that you know um what i love most about you what you mainly bring to this family that's most significantly what you bring to our marriage and to our children i know that no matter what state of mind i'm in what condition i'm in i have someone that i can go to um that can pray for me can lay hands on me Um, someone that I can, you know, confide in about anything. And so that for me is more importantly than, um, more important than you bring in home right. more money. Right. I mean, to me, that's, that's minute. If you're doing, you know, the things that, you know, God has instructed you to do, that's mm-hmm. what's most important to me. And so that's the way that we, we really have to look at it. Mm-hmm. And then the roles could also be reversed, yeah. um, to where, 
the husband is making more money is bringing yes. home the majority of the income and, he and he's belittling exactly. you know the wife and saying right. i'm the one that's doing this and mm-hmm. i'm the one that's doing that and that goes again back to knowing who you married yeah. because um if you're married to someone who you know money is always you know what's the word i'm looking for it's the focal point it's like the focal it's, point it's, yeah it's yeah. like okay you know now finance is definitely important it can yeah, break right. a marriage but right. We're not, denying that. Yeah. not denying that finances are definitely important but it should not be the center of every you know thing exactly. about your marriage yeah exactly she's not telling y'all to go get a broke man y'all she's just saying <laughs> don't get a broke man let's make sure he brings home all get all his <laughs> oh, i'm just man. kidding y'all y'all please refer to the previous statements okay let's just move on okay. to the next topic okay um so the last one because i know we, we need to wrap this up a little bit is a wife's place is at home hmm. why are you laughing Oh, I'm laughing because I know there's going to be a lot of people saying, yeah, go ahead. And then there's going to be a huge group that are, of others that are going to be like, no, she did not just say that. Yeah. Yeah. A wife's place. Again, um, we're talking about false precepts, right. Right. ideas, mm-hmm. maybe how people view marriage. A wife's place is at home. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a false precept. It is. It is. But for probably for different reasons than you all might think. So. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, it's false precept first and foremost, because I guess if you really want to maybe reword that sentence, I would think it to give you all better clarity in what we're trying to get at it. I think it would be better if it said a wife's sole place or Mm -hmm. only place is in the home. Now that's a false precept. Now me and my wife, we, we celebrate stay at home moms. Like we, we look at them as heroes. Yes. Yeah. Because they, they, they are, they are working probably harder than perhaps some career women. And I mean, it's not to say that they're inferior in any way to career women, which is kind of the, the whole feminist slant nowadays. You know, they kind of look down on uh, wives that choose out of their own volition to stay at home, care for the kids, take care of things around the house. They're heroes in our eyes. So, you know, we have nothing against stay-at-home moms, but we don't have anything against career women either. I mean, to say that you're a career women, woman, to say that that automatically implies that you're neglecting your home, I think that's false too, you know? Yeah, because I'm point, definitely neglecting my home if that's right. a true statement. <laughs> yeah. Case in point, my wife. Yeah. Right. So for for me, um, you know, I my mom worked yes all the time mm-hmm. and there were many 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 of us um i have um seven sisters and four brothers yep. um plus me yeah my size family <laughs> yes a dozen yeah. so <laughs> we uh, my mom had to work definitely had to, especially after my my father passed away she had no other choice mm-hmm. um but to work and she worked all the time which is where i got my um concept or value of hard work um from from my mother um so i i worked i I think i had my first job when i was 15 um years old and so i've i've always worked i don't know you know again love 
stay at home moms i have uh, one of my best friends is, is a stay at home mom um college graduate mm -hmm. um very well educated yeah. um but she wanted to stay at home and you know right. you know raise her children yeah. until they were all of, are all of school age and then i have a sister um that's doing the same thing both of them have worked before yeah but they you know consulted their spouses and they you know made a decision to stay at home mm -hmm. and, and raise their children and i took my hats off to them i have conversations with them all the time um because when they tell me about all the things that they do you know with the children and, and yeah. teaching them and even homeschooling you exactly. know some of them it's like yeah. that's a lot yeah. i know i could not do it i would not want to walk a mile in their shoes right. um i tip my hats off to them and you know they tell me about how much of a, bl a blessing it is mm -hmm. and so um but i know for me it's just you know i because i've always been a worker a worker bee so to speak um i find enjoyment now there are some times when i wish i could <laughs> you know stay at home especially when the children are going through um certain phases in their childhood yeah, you know yeah. um especially when you have teenagers it's like okay they need more attention mm -hmm. but i enjoy getting up and going to work every day and still you know getting to come home and, mm -hmm. and and be a mom and kind of do dual roles but um like i said before i tip my hats off to them but i love you know getting up and going to work right. and being able to contribute financially to my family yeah um, but I would so to say a wife's place, you know, is at home or her sole place, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, is at home. I think, you know, as a mother, we're nurturers, you know, exactly. Um, just naturally. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to, of course, quote unquote, take care of our home, take care of our children and, and love our spouses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I know for, for me and I've spoken to some other military moms you you do tend to feel a sense of neglect you feel like you're neglecting you yeah, know your, your yeah. children so to speak because you don't get as much time as you probably would like to right um or just even working moms in general you know wherever you're working mm -hmm. it's like okay am i giving enough time you know to to my children at home am i giving enough of my time to the home right as a wife <laughs> to which me and a mother and to which me and the daughters normally respond if anything you need to chill out with how much you're trying yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but um I, you know this is definitely yeah. uh something that we have seen transition mm -hmm. you know uh through time right because um you know i'm not quite sure exactly when women went and started to go into the workforce but uh, um, consistently, I'm, I'm guessing probably, I know it had a lot to do with, you know, some of the wars in the early, probably the 1940s, 1930s, something that degree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we've seen, you know, yeah, it evolve. It is. And, you know, um, we've seen a lot of benefits yeah. of women being in the workforce. Right. That, that's the thing you have to consider, too, is, you know, the times. I mean, like, uh, back in, you know, say the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, the economy in general was better set up to suit a household where the man was the main breadwinner in the home nowadays it don't matter who you are yeah if you're married you, you need dual income man. especially when you have children sometimes it's it's like okay you got yeah. to get out there and you, you got, got to get it i mean it's, it's, that's <laughs> it's just it, it's a product of the time so i mean you have to consider that as well yeah um, and so um but 
you're going to always have, you know, some people that think one sided, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. a woman's place, you know, should be at home. Yeah. Um, but that's a false precept. You can definitely have a successful marriage and, you know, the wife can still work yeah. just as the husband Most works and, and still be successful. Right. Yeah. So um, we did have one last um, false precept that we wanted to deal with. We're going to actually save this one for the next yeah. podcast. I, so, I agree. Um, we definitely thank you guys for listening um, on today. But for the next one, um, we're going to deal with the topic of sex. Sex. Yeah. S-E-X. Sex in a marriage <laughs> is boring. Sex in a... Have you heard that before? That sex in a marriage is boring? I've heard that before. Yeah. I've heard it before. Definitely. Well, we'll, we'll answer, you yeah, know, later. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this has been really, really great. Mm -hmm. Some really good topics. And we want to invite all of the listeners. If you will, please, please, please submit any topic, suggestion or idea for marriage at Golgotha, because we definitely want to talk about some things that you guys are interested in. Most definitely. Yeah. Any issues, any concerns anything going on in marriage that yep. we need to be talking about in 2017 yeah definitely and i mean so if you want to submit a topic or if you have a suggestion or if you have a question perhaps you want us to bring up on the podcast uh i normally post uh the podcast episodes either to my facebook or twitter whichever social media engine that you're, you're you're running on um you can comment directly on the facebook post if you want or you can email us i, I set up a email address specifically for our listeners so it's marriage at and you have to spell out at so it's marriage at as an at gogatha at gmail.com again that's marriage m-a-r-r-i-a-g-e at gogatha g-o-l-g-o-t-h-a at gmail.com or you can go to the uh the blog site that i have www.gogatha jesusthecenter.com uh, you can click on the menu and uh, there's a marriage Ogatha link and I actually have a, a, a sub link to that where it has the podcast episodes and you can find them there and you can also comment um, directly on the pages if I'm not mistaken but please reach out to us by all means because we, we want to hear from you all um, we definitely like new fresh ideas we want to keep this thing fresh and, and relevant so uh, even if it's some things that perhaps you all are struggling with and you want to hear somebody's perspective, you know, we're more than happy to, to give our take on it. So yeah. awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So please, again, um, want to invite you if you're listening to the first time on today to go back and check out yes. um, the last three podcasts, um, the Melting Pot, episode one, episode mm -hmm. two, the drop place yeah. and episode three. What did I get myself into? Yeah. But um, thanks so much for tuning in to Marriage at Golgotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. So hopefully see you all again on the next episode of Marriage at Golgotha. Definitely. Signing off, y'all. Love you. <laughs>